Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello, welcome to the Matchball Podcast for Leeds United 1, Bristol City 0. I'm Dan Moylan, with me is Michael Normanson. Hello. Moscow White, Daniel Chapman. Hello. Thanks as well to Levi Solicitors. You can get your 10% off your legal fees when you mention us when you inquire. Head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. So 1-0 today then, should have been a lot more. Do you think um, Lee Johnson's men just came up a little short? <laughs> yeah, they weren't, uh, they didn't quite extend themselves. Uh, as fully as there as you might expect, and a big crowd as well that sort of going to dwarf the things that they're uh, normally used to at Ashton Gate. As, sm- as the smallest man in the room, I'm feeling a little bit um, defensive on Johnson's. How behalf, how tall are you, Michael? Five eight. Five eight. You've got a good six inches. Yeah, on I was, was going to say he's and he's angry as well. That's the that's the real beauty of it. There's nothing. If he was just getting on with his life and being that height, wouldn't even be that funny. But it's the fact he's always so cross. He completely reinforces the stereotype, doesn't he? Yeah. There were some absolutely top class um, tantrums from him today. He was superb, little hopping in the air from one little foot to the other and trying to, (laughs) waving his finger up at the referee and going to the fourth official and... um, and like anybody else who's under four foot, you know, um, during that first half, you know, when Wyman, uh, was it Wyman who went off injured mm, yeah. uh, or brought him, whatever that sub happened. And it was like they had a timeout, which I think is ironic, really, because um, people under four foot normally need a timeout in the afternoon <laughs> when they start to get a bit tired. When Wyman, oh, it wasn't a bit of a hole, wasn't it, when, uh, when Wyman went off? So uh, that's how it looked anyway from, <laughs> from the cop. Yes. We were good, though, today, weren't we? We were very, very On good. The football. Like, yeah. Back to our best, I would almost say, apart from obviously the finishing and stuff, which we we could still maybe brush up on the old kicking it in the goal bit. We only get you only get three points, don't you? So one goal to us, no goals to them, and I feel quite happy with that. Even happier when you start looking at the other results. And I'd, I assume you were out right on the final whistle, Michael. So you wouldn't have. Didn't no, you? I didn't. I, st- I, hung, I was hanging around a bit today. Did you hang on for when the they they kept back the the Fulham and um, 
Who's our other rivals? <laughs> it was the, the, Brentford. Uh, and Brentford scores on the second screen yeah. on the scoreboard. And then when they did go through and reveal that Fulham had been spanked 3-0 by Alex Mowat's mighty Barnsley and that uh, Brentford had stumbled to a draw against Pep Clotet's brilliant blues, um, it was probably a bigger cheer than the goal. And it did, uh, there was something about those moments after that those scores went up. Calvin Phillips ended up like pumping his way around the entire uh, circumference of the pitch, did the whole Pontus Janssen thing to the south stand, um, which they encouraged him into doing, and he uh, he very happily took part in that, which Pontus who, I say? Well, we don't need Pontus Janssen when we've got um, Calvin Phillips in brilliant form um, in midfield and at centre-back. And... Uh, yeah, everything just seems to have gone very, very well. A strange day in the Championship. I saw the well, some of the West Brom game earlier as well, and they were. They, I think they managed to out Leeds, even Leeds today. Did you see that they managed to draw two all with Forrest having one shot on target? That is that is quite some going. Was it a Bartley OG? It was indeed. Love him. And also, also when they had a chance to win it in the last minute, uh, the ball was on its way into the net when it hit one of their own players who was laying on the line. Blocked it didn't he, in the ninety fifth minute. So it was it was it was very much like watching Leeds, seeing them because they had all the play and stuff. I did see. I only saw a tweet about that, but was it Bartley as well who blocked that shot? Do you know what it could have been actually? That was the the thing I think I saw before the game, which is um, perfect, just perfect. But Fulham. I don't think anyone saw that coming, did they? Everyone's been saying what, what a tough running Fulham have got compared to everyone else, but Barnsley at home was not one of those tough games. Was do we it? want to give uh, Do we want to give them a little cheer? Go through one by one, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Mowat, hey, Apple Halme, hey. I checked Clark O'Dor was on the bench, but he can have a little. Hey, Malik Wilkes was sold, but hey. It does go to show though that there is a certain truth in the fact that this division is absolutely crackers and the universe is now saying to us it's speaking to us it's reaching out over and over again since that Cardiff uh, mess up in the second half saying Leeds I really want you to get on top of this and just go up uh, we've not we've not been beaten 3-0 by anybody have we it was a 2-0 against Sheffield Wednesday and I know we conceded 4-3 and three to Cardiff but we outscored one and drew with the other that's not happened to us, and I don't think it'll ever happen to us. And I think that's a, something just to bear in mind. We've had this really tough run, but at no point during the tough run did we get dicked by nonsense. <laughs> um, and I think that's just, it's that's the superiority we have over the rest of the division that we just need to assert. Because Bristol today... They, looked, let's not forget, they were within three points of us at the start of that game. And it's they, bizarre, isn't it? Because the shit. They looked terrible. They were bigging up... Um, it was Leeds Live had their uh, Bristol reporter doing like a little preview of the game and they're saying, who's the danger man for Bristol? And he said, well, you're only letting me pick three, but I could pick six or seven from this team. And he picked their number 19, who is a winger who, according to him, he's got umpteen assists already in the division and it's absolutely incredible. And he's the one who they ended up taking off in the second half because he hardly touched the ball. And then he said, uh, Naki Wells was another who, you know, we know, I mean, he had that chance, granted. He is a good striker and I can't remember the other one. He did then start going on... Um, He's saying, if you look at our centre-backs, their centre-backs you'd want um, any team in this division would love a set of centre-backs like that. Admittedly, they're a bit slow on the turn and lack some pace. And um, and our full-backs, uh, young, exciting players, but quite often get caught behind and started. And and then the, the midfield, we're not quite so strong through the middle. And you sort of realise, it's like, all right, this bravado about your big number 19. Um, but you're actually garbage, aren't you? 
and it's just that the rest of the division is shit that has let you sneak into the playoffs under under cover. Yeah, twelve assists for that number nineteen. There's a there's and, a really um sorry, I was gonna say there's a really good point made by Noel Whelan in um, on Radio Leeds just in the post match then when we were on the way here to do this. And he was sort of saying what you tend to see is in this division that if you let your standards just drop a little bit then the gap can be closed very, very quickly. And I think we've done that a little bit too much over recent weeks. But when you maintain your standards, as we did today, apart from with the finishing and all that, and the final ball maybe, but how... Seems su- quite standard to me. How superior we are to the rest of the division. I'm just looking at the stats from today, I mean, considering they were within a few points of us, 21 shots to three, uh, 433 passes versus 148, 12 corners versus none. It was... It was in all but result, it was about a 5-0 game was this. We we had so much of the ball in wide areas and just crossing it. And mainly they were bad crosses. And then occasionally when there was a good one, it went to Pat Bamford, uh, which was a bit of a shame. But <laughs> Costa and, um, and Harrison, for all of their sometimes frustrating lack of final ball, they just were all over them today. Yeah, the um, sofa score app with its bar chart that shows attacking uh, for each team, there's... there's Hardly anything on there. Bristol just don't even register. So there's a there's a line down the middle, and then there's a bar above every time yeah. Leeds attack, and a and bar it's just, it's all, all above beneath every time there's, Bristol attack. Yeah, and it, it, the bigger the bar, the better the attack, and there's just and yeah, yet nothing. What did you think for that second? You know when uh, Naki Wells just broke through. You're like, Here we go. You did see the net ripple because it hit the sides. I think it hit, hit the stanchion, and and from the cop, you don't get a very good view of that, and because light and sound travel at different speeds you normally see it and then a second later you, you mm. get you hear the away fans steady on hawking and you think ah uh, it's just that it's just that moment of like is it yes it is is what you normally get but it was fine this it's time. just that that brain process in time isn't it yeah. i think wells was lulled into thinking that if he aimed for kiko's near post easy goal um and kiko had that covered and it's a very hard place to score so by letting that shot in against Forrest, Kiko has kind of outsiked every other striker in the division now. So they're always going to aim for the part where he can now be strong and they'll, they'll never score his, his front post again. Let's have, let's have a word on him then today. I was very surprised they didn't actually try and get at Kiko a bit more. But, but yeah, had... but as Moscow said, that you've got to let them do that first, haven't you? Like in other they didn't games, get near us. We, we went back to early season form, didn't we, where we just don't let them near us. Sorry. They, they had a couple of free kicks, though, where they could have put it into the box. And if I'd have been them, I'd have just said, just get it right at Kiko. Just yeah. basically kick it at him and see what he can do. They appeared to lack the talent. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so that's just got to come down to it. If you've got those opportunities to to put those crosses in, I was thinking the same, like put this right on top of our keeper because you'll have a chance. But no, no good at it. Yeah, they had... Um, they had two successful passes into our penalty area out of nine attempts. We had 27 successful passes into their penalty area out of 57 attempts. So we tried to get into their penalty area 57 times. They tried to get into ours nine times and succeeded twice. I can't let the, the Kiko chat go by as well without reflecting on the moment where Liam Cooper seems to think someone was chasing him and he actually had loads of space and he's like a panicked backheader yeah. to Casilla who was running out to get it and you could just, just start hearing the da, 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 yeah. da, 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 da. You, I could see a, I could see Cooper was going to get a real firm header on it and just nod, loop, it, loop it over nod him. it straight past him but thankfully it was all a bit 
untidy and it just it, I, just I think on, it might have kind of half came off his ear and his shoulder just on the maths on that by the way that's a chance every one and a half minutes trying to get into their box is that over 90 minutes that's we should, incredible we should bear in mind that the first goal I don't I mean I don't know how many passes and shots that accounted for from <laughs> the, the entire game but our goal was kind of pass shoot block 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 Ailing scored and he loves it because he fucking hates Bristol. It was Johnson who sold him as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and he did, to be fair to Lee Johnson, he did say later that it was a mistake. He was um, the bigger man. <laughs> but um, but by then it was much too late and uh, I'm glad that we don't let him forget it and that Ailing uh, rubbed it in his little face. He enjoyed that, didn't he? A lot. He did. Um, but like, you know, when you're playing like football with the kids and sometimes you can't help it, or maybe you're playing pool with them or something like that, and you you can't help but win because it's boring to constantly <laughs> defeat to a kid. A little bit like that, and you kind of celebrate and rub it in their face. Like, get in, get in. How'd you like that? Learning a few lessons there, aren't you, son? Competitive dad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's play rugby. Because <laughs> I went three times more than you. <laughs> but we did well. I think on the, we were talking about Kiko there, and the, there were a couple of those things where... Uh, you could tell there's that little bit of a question where he, I think it's more that he doesn't think Liam Cooper trusts him anymore. Whereas Liam Cooper is perfectly happy. He's like, yeah, your ball. And then uh, Kiko's like, oh, you actually, you're trusting me with this? Shit, I better come out and do something about it. So there were a couple of those moments, but um, clean sheet. There was that moment where he gave it away to their attacker as well. And But Mm. again... I tried, to, I tried to view that through sympathetic eyes in terms of what Bielsa was saying about him, you know, being exposed with the style of play that we do. Yeah. He asks them to take risks. So there is the risk if you've got them. And with the best will in the world, he's a goalkeeper. He's not Calvin Phillips pinging passes around. No. So um, are, we, are we fine to let that one slide? Let's talk about Calvin Phillips instead. Yeah. So Kiko, clean sheet. That's the thing, isn't it? That's That was today's um, mission and achievement done. <laughs> Calvin Phillips... If he get him in the England squad, you get him in the England team. In fact, don't risk him. They can well, have him for too. the European Championships after after we're done with him this season. Just chuck him in cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he'll be he'll be better than any of them. He's just amazing. He makes such a difference the way we play, he, the way he reads things, the way he can. I don't, the way he seems to sense danger in loads of different circumstances. When he was receiving the ball, he seems to know where people are. When he just steps into the right area every single time to collect the ball which when he's been out of the team has, has been missing, which just gives them, has given them control of midfield for all the good stuff that I think Klitsch has been doing. That's not his job. And Dallas, has, when he's filled in there, is, it doesn't have quite the reading of it in the same way. He's a massive presence, isn't he? Massive. And you realise it now, he's come back and having had a three-game rest. I mean, in, in some ways, maybe it'll be a good thing for him to have had a, yeah. a few games off. I mean, I'm sure he's not had training set. Tell that to Marcelo Bielsa. He's probably made him run extra laps and or something. But. It's that ability, it's dropping in between Cooper and White that makes a massive difference as well. There was a pass that went between them today and suddenly Phillips just appeared from behind them both and cut the ball out and then moved on the attack. And there is something about um, standards as well because early in the in the first half we were 1-0 up and he tried to pass out to the right wing and missed Helder Costa. Not by much, he was just bang six inches over his head and Luke I, I Ayling mean, Luke, uh, Lee Johnson a good foot and a half over his head <laughs> and Luke Ayling was on at him absolutely tearing shreds off him for not playing a better pass and just saying like you can't just stick the ball out of play in that situation and you could and it wasn't like a an argument or anything it was just players saying just fucking keep on it and there was a a big part of that today with the 
the state of the wind and the state of the rain and um, everything that was going on, playing the the conditions, we handled that. It suited our game to an extent, but it meant as well that we had to concentrate on the game that we liked to play, which was get the ball down, short passes. There were a couple of times I could see Ailing, he could see Jackie Harrison on the far wing and it's there for just a beautiful crossfield pass, but he was like, he probably won't get there, it's going to get lost in the wind, so let's do something else and be sensible about this. And, uh, and they did. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One thing I did like today was that it felt like the lovers returned. The fear's kind of fallen away a little bit. There was some anxiety towards the end, but it was a, it was a nice thing. It made you feel warm and fuzzy inside. And I thought, oh God, I really like watching Leeds. There was still quite a lot of fear. I think when, when Bamford missed that chance... And when Harrison hit that shot against the crossbar... It Which just, was a brilliant shot, by the way. Uh, it just felt... It, it, Costa as well, when he went through on the keeper. Yeah. Costa oh, that needs that to save just... was ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When he got past... He was around the keeper and then suddenly the keeper got back. Yeah. I still don't know what the fuck happened. I don't but know how he didn't score, but I'm going to credit the keeper for yeah. that. Uh, it was a good save. Really it looked, good save. It looked ridiculous. It looked like he, he was just about to tap into the net and then he appeared from nowhere using his hands which I think is cheating <laughs> and he'd already gone down as well it was like he was lying on the floor beaten and then he got up and got back let's not praise that keeper too much I mean the, also with the Bamford shot the keeper was already lying down as well more or less and Bamford uh, was charitable enough to kick it the straight thing with that him. one I'm going to uh, defend Bambo a little bit on that one Helder Costa just fucking shoots <laughs> there were there were two times when he was put through down the right and there was one where he was even he was setting himself he, he managed to come inside a little bit and he's thinking if you just whack this it goes in and there's two problems he has one he doesn't shoot two when he does pull back he he does it really soft you could tell the difference Harrison Harrison's problem with the final ball is he absolutely pings it across the six yard box and nobody can get there fast enough to get on it Costa's problem is that he just rolls it, trying to, to get it perfectly to a player, and it's just softly cut out. If you could maybe get them to both meet these things in the middle, or 
in Helder Costa's case because the the chance that then fell to uh, Bambo. I wonder if Patrick did think, oh, he's, he'll just stick that in the net, and suddenly he's he's rolled it sideways. It's like, what? No, Why? no, no. I, I can't defend that. I think as a striker, you've got to be ready for that. Of All course, right. I know you're going to be thinking it, but the, the best strikers would be ready for that. Well, he's not the best striker, though, is he? But Bambo, okay, so Bambo should have been ready to finish it, but also it should never have gone to him. It should no. have just been the, um, absolutely whacked in the back of the net. There is a still doing the round somewhere on Twitter of that chance from behind the net, and it doesn't look favourable to him. Not quite as bad as the Forest one, when he should have... Uh, put them 2-0 up mm. and Kiko uh, got it kicked at him uh, but he, sh- he should have done better at but, least you know. he, he scored that one that came off the bar though didn't he and I'm sure that was a very unfair offside I'd like to see a replay of that get VAR on that to uh, to check to check how many take it from me you don't you don't need VAR <laughs> standing on the fucking goal line like an idiot and he's still at the roof of the net he's still, I think it looked like he still tried to kick it over but some of the the other aspects of the of our attacking play was there was some moments and it was frustrating how the cost is still doing that thing that I always moan about where he thinks that he can just kick the ball through a player and they evaporate and Pablo Hernandez at one point with about 10 minutes to go or, or 15 whenever he uh, he was on the pitch was dribbling um, into the penalty area and there were four at least there was just a wall of Bristol players in a line between him and the goal and he still tried to dribble through them all if he just passed but then there's also we do have this frustration I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed it when he fell over and then recovered as well we do have this frustration with uh, with some of our attacking players that they always kind of they check back and they pass sideways trying to make an angle instead of just shooting but then you see that and you realise there is just a it was like a free like a, a free kick for a back pass and they'd set up a wall between him and the goal and there's just and then it's not like they're the only Bristol players in the box basically the rest of the team apart from the striker are all there and you realise it's really very difficult to find mm. the space to score when you are Leeds United even the goal that we scored is an absolute illustration of that that we just had to keep pinging it at the, at the goal until finally it went <laughs> like in. Pinball style. There was there was an attack in the second half when I, I became aware of that, of the number of bodies behind the ball. And we attacked. You know, One of my complaints in recent weeks is that we've not been kind of incisive enough. But we attacked dead quick down the left. And I looked across and I counted the men, just sort of a back of the fag packet calculation. I think there were at least seven, if not eight, red shirts immediately just all dropped back even though we were attacking dead quickly they all just tear arsed it back into defence yeah. and then you've suddenly got to get through them all again even though we'd done it quite quickly in transition and you do realise what we've been up against all season and it's also I'm becoming more and more intrigued by the uh, the post-Leeds hangover so like Brentford have gone to Birmingham and only drawn after playing us in Forest apparently um, before the match they were talking about their game on on Sky and saying that it was the the analytics data from the catapult sports bras after playing Leeds basically said you need to give all these players like a fortnight off and it's not part of it it's always about them raising their game about against Leeds and um, teams wanting more to beat us but I think it's also that we're constantly like if you're a midfielder and you're always having to run back to be one of eight in a box defending against Leeds that's going to tire you out because you think oh we can break we can get out here you're running and then we win the ball which we were brilliant at today of stopping them getting past the 30 yard line and if you're trying to run out then you've got to kind of put the road runner brakes on and go no right I've got to run back in again um, it just we knacker them out and our, who uh, let's have a look and see who Bristol have, have got next and then you can carry on and I'll find out but they'll be they'll lose Listen to a man looking on Google. Oh, the, the square ball podcast. Well, it's a, it's a bit of a shame, actually, they're playing West Brom. Ah. <laughs> well, so at one point today, when West Brom were in the lead, I, I kind of was like, ah, go on, West Brom. You, mm. 
you do that. As long as you promise to win every other game this season, you can win today. That's yeah. fine. I'm happy to let you just just go on, go on a run now and finish top. Not bothered. But that, that was a good result for us, really, wasn't it? Going back to that, because both teams dropped points yeah, and we just... won. We were the only one in the top seven to win today. Crazy. Crazy times. Well, I miss this division in certain aspects if we ever get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> that thing that that thing that we've you know, been able to play someone who's very close to you in the league and absolutely play them off the park and then the team who's bottom of the league go to the, the team with the best squad in the league and lose and full most somehow lose three 0 It's ridiculous. I mean you think we had sorry, you think we had squally conditions today. Um it was mentioned somewhere I read that Obviously, Fulham are redeveloping their Riverside stand, so we've got all this weather today and the wind whipping in off the Thames with no stand down that side of it. Like classic Barnsley weather. I was just going to say as well, um, on the because we were talking about the reaction of Brentford fans to our performance and uh, History of Leeds at Twitter, uh, Rhodesy with a zero in it said... Uh, um, me, I am right about this, but um, he said, I'm in Bristol this weekend and listening to Radio Bristol's coverage of today's game. Leeds are outstanding. Best team we've seen in the championship. Never seen Bristol City exposed like this. Um, and because we don't score the goals that reflect that in every single game, I think we do, we lose sight of the fact that we are streets ahead of teams who are ostensibly our playoff rivals. Because um, we shouldn't be that much better than... Uh, Bristol City if, if this was a, a sane division it should be an even match and, um, and that's what I was I thought we'd win today because I just had that little feeling but you'd think um, that's what Lee Johnson has by the way just little feelings <laughs> um, or Mrs Johnson um, <laughs> that, uh, she's, no, to- she's taller than him isn't she you've, you've completely thrown <laughs> sorry <laughs> Anyway, we're so we're uh, we're a lot better than every other team that's ever been. I'll go along with that. Absolutely fine. Heroes and villains from today, then. Well, Jackie had his best best game in a long time. I don't think he got tackled at all in this game. <laughs> as, as, for as much as he had the ball, he seemed like, like he just constantly beat their fullback. Mm. There's that nice nice move as well when he switched over. He was on the right hand side, I think, and he did a fancy thing with his feet just down by the uh, by the byline. And um, good description to... of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did a fancy thing. But he was he was down on the right, so I think he'd taken the corner, and then it was like the second phase of play straight afterwards, and he just he did the man by spinning round in with his feet or something. It was clever, and it looked good. And that's my analysis. That's another thing that we do that knackers teams out is we take corners really quickly before they're ready so they don't even get a breather at that point and we're just like no we're super fit so yeah. we'll just carry on playing it's as if the ball hasn't gone out of play yeah. and the other you can see you there's can that s- no race relentless isn't there? there's no rest yeah. um, another good bit from Jackie was he went he ran into the penalty area and his, his shirt was pulled um, not enough for a penalty or anything but he kind of shrugged that off and then did a step over to kind of slow down and then go past him again on the outside. Actually, it's what led to the goal, like the goal, the shot that hit the bar. Mm-hmm. I'm fairly sure that was when he had his, his shirt pulled first and just shrugged it off. Yeah. One of the good things about this, uh, facing these packed defences is how often we get to see our players just dribbling um, magically into danger. Uh, the, the final ball is always frustrating, but then you do, you need to just rewind sometimes and go, actually that bit of close control and skill in com- uh, extremely congested place was mm. brilliant mm. then on the other hand you've got Pat Bamford who is uh, does a really good turn on the halfway line is running through on goal and falls over yeah. mentioned Just, it before I mean brilliant classic Bamford yeah <laughs> his brain's thinking right what shall I do now and his, his brain's and stop communicating with his feet fully fully bamboozled everyone with that didn't he bamboozler bambo nobody saw it coming what did we think of uh, we've not mentioned Big Kev does, is Big Kev thinner already 
Well, he's basically been on, he's I been feel on like we've, starvation ration since he arrived. He's been running 3,000 laps of Thorpe Arch every morning. I genuinely think he looks like he's lost weight already. <laughs> I think we we'll give it another couple of weeks. I'll, I'll, although you, you saw what? him in the charcoal kit at Sheffield Wednesday, didn't you? Maybe the white, that white be, is... That should be uh, slimming, though, dark grey. Yeah, well, I suppose, yeah, cause, yeah, the darker colours are, are more flattering. I need to get up to Thorpe Arch, silhouette. honestly. That's what I feel like. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be absolutely gone in no time. There was a moment. I think you'd be probably more likely to be dead. <laughs> Soon after he'd come on and the uh, it, the ball went to their goalkeeper's feet, you heard um, the shouts from the west side of, press him, close him down. So he's getting he's getting told what to do. Um, but yeah, it, there was, was, it was nice to see that first little opening and it, it was quite composed, wasn't it? But he slid it down the post. Just wide, yeah. And there was another one when um, there was a... A good cross by Jackie Harrison just went over his head, but then it kind of came back to him. It wasn't; it was only a half chance, like a bit of a scramble. But we, we never gave him credit uh, the other night either from when he tried to kick that Brentford player into the mm. stand, which was a, a lovely moment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he did kick him very hard, didn't he? Yeah. He did. It was a uh, didn't didn't even get a free kick for it either. Yeah, things is... you love to see. Yeah, he looked he looked quite lively. Now it feels like he's getting there now, yeah. game by game, bit by bit. Another hero, I'll nominate the referee. Um, I have a feeling, well, Phil Hayes' assessment of the um, the penalty appeal, the handball, he thought it was a handball. Um, there were two calls, weren't there, in the first, in the opening few minutes of the second half. Mm. There was one which I, I didn't see the ailing one properly. The other one I thought he was going to give. So I will salute the referee for winding uh, Lee Brown. Uh, Lee Brown. <laughs> That's Lee, our, Lee Brown's our photographer. Our photographer for winding, and he's a, a very normally, uh, yeah. he's a man of normal height. Yeah. Um, Correct, correct proportions for an adult male and good sense. Whereas Lee Johnson, apparently Johnson did go was having words with the referee at the end, mm-hmm. and um, there's going to be all sorts of uh, of Lee Johnson versus the ref stuff. Which you know, I'm sure we'll have fun with that on Tuesday. Actually, the, yeah. the phrase is uh, injected, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That's what the kids say, and people the same height as Lee Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> He really is tiny. You don't realise how tiny he is until you see him next to full-grown adults. I've got absolutely no problem with uh, people of a below-average height, but he's such a prick. It's not his height, it's his face, isn't it? And it's just his general demeanour. Let, let's pause, because I'm, I'm finding... Uh, I've just gone to Bristol Live, and it says uh, Lee Johnson reaction to penalty decision. So uh, here we go. Unbelievably bad decision from the referee for Ailing's handball. That is an action in the game which could potentially swing the momentum, and the referee has got to get that right. He did. Yes, he did. He did. Don't be bashful. Even if it was wrong, he got it right in my eyes. And I guess things look different, though, don't they, from pitch level rather than up in the stands. And let's face it, Lee Johnson only ever gets to see things at pitch level when he's in the dugout. Because <laughs> he's small, you see. He's very. He's a very little guy. He's a he? very yes. small man. With a punchable face. Is he your villain, then? Just for fulfilling the role of the little angry Um yeah, I would give him film. I think Hero as well. We mentioned them before, but um, Stand Up, uh, Alex Mowat, Stand Up, Apple Halme. They were the ones in Team Clark O'Dor joining the celebrations tonight. Paul Heckingbottom, raise a toast. Thank you, Barnsley, because that was brilliant. Really, really helpful. Neil Redders. Yeah, Redders. Credit. 100% uh, did that for Redders today, inspired that decision. Maybe he was there. Maybe he went to see his old team play. And that, that got Alex Mowat like, looking up into the stands and seeing, oh, his, Deacon, seeing his dad. Brendan O'Connell. Those <laughs> oh, boys. Let's not get carried away. I mean, they, we have history with Brendan O'Connell. But um, Alex Mowat captaining Barnsley to a magnificent uh, victory today. Practically and, um, in the Thames. Pra- I mean, Alex Mowat on a night out in London. Anything could happen. 
Fulham have got Derby next, so that'll be, um, they've got to keep Wayne Rooney quiet. Come on, Derby. Come on, Derby. We've well, always had lots of good things to say about Derby, haven't we? It's the Friday night one, isn't it? Oh, actually, yeah, while we're on the subject, I've not looked to see what their final score was, but, um, oh, even better. Reading 3, Sheffield Wednesday nils fun, isn't it? And then Wednesday having a player sent off too. Um, and Gary Monk's coming out with a load of random platitudes. and Well, not platitudes in this case, it's just noise about the group. It's his usual word soup. That's a that is a press conference I would love to watch actually. Gary Monk after that game. I'm just in, I'm in a good place with football today. Everything seems like it's all it's all pretty good. It's pissing off the people I don't like, and it's pleasing me. That puts uh, Gary Monk Sheffield Wednesday on the same points as Pep Clotet's Birmingham as well. That is interesting. That Pep Clotet's Birmingham though aren't going to be hit with a massive points deduction anytime soon, though, so are they? Sheffield Wednesday. Hang on a second. What is uh, their twelfth? What is forty four minus twenty one? That's 20, Ask him, I don't know. That's 23 points, isn't it? Which is five points adrift below Barnsley at the bottom of the league. And as it stands at the moment, uh, 11 points from safety. That'd be a shame, wouldn't it? That'd be a crying shame. shame. I, I like football, me. Talking to a, to a nice lad like Gary. Uh, so, Leeds are going up? Undoubtedly. <laughs> never wavered, have you? No, never lost the face at all. And, and obviously, uh, feeling no problems with declaring that with 13 games left and only three points <laughs> above third but no I think it's done now it's absolutely fine 10 yeah, wins no 10 wins and we're there it's, it's doable it's, it really is it really is doable especially if we're playing shit like that and every even week he, even he's saying it Michael's saying it well, so. there's not many games left and we we have I'm aware this is a stupid are you, can I just ask are you trying to convince us or yourself myself we have got a, an easy running compared to other people we just have. There's no. There's no other way of looking at it, and I, I, I'm not comfortable with it. You're terrified, <laughs> aren't you? Absolutely terrified. But you know, I, you do. You do look down the fixture list, and you kind of go, yeah. And it's all fine. Haven't Fulham got the hardest running? Like yes. they're playing most of the time. And if they can't, and Barnsley, and they lose three 0 to fucking Barnsley, that's how they kick off their difficult run. Very, very good. Uh, listen, we'll wrap this one up. If you want to uh, read The Athletic as well, we've got a promo on with them at the minute as part of our tie-up. Uh, Theathletic.co.uk forward slash the square ball and you can sign up with a 50% discount uh, right there. And don't forget your 10% discount with our good old friends, Levi Solicitors. That's levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the square ball. We'll return with a more calm, less giddy and more thoughtful assessment on Tuesday. I say thoughtful, it's not going to be, it's going to yeah, be a load of... We'll, uh, we'll, what we're actually going to do is look up some more short, uh, jokes, short yeah. jokes that we can, we <laughs> yeah. can try to insert. Right, we'll, we'll speak to you through the week. The Square Ball Podcast. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.